0: We had been discussing chapter 2, Sankhya Yoga, Yoga of Knowledge. Once Arjuna surrendered and said, I am your Shishya, I will do whatever you tell me. I do not know my Dharma. I do not know what is right or wrong. And I am completely confused. Tell me what I should do. And tell me something which is stressful, something which is good for me. With that submission... Krishna gave him his version of what is the reality. So when it boils down, so we have seen from verse 11 onwards, that in this 20 verses, from 11 to 30, Bhagwan looks at it from a very highest point of view of who we are and whether it is worth worrying about anything in this world. So he tells Arjuna that you and I and all these kings are always existing. There never a time that I was not there, you were not there, or these kings were not there. So you are worried about non-existence of your relatives. You are worried about you killing them. That basically your main concern in taking this decision that this war should not be fought. No matter what the consequences are. Even the evil people will continue doing the evil things. It is best not to fight this war. And therefore Bhagavan said, you shouldn't worry about the consequences of your actions which are performed in line of your duties. Because these things are all temporary. So from the highest perspective, the self which you consider yourself and I consider myself immortal, it's not mortal. What dies is the body all alone. So we had been seeing the explanation of that, and then we have seen even the analogy that just as I have migrated from a childhood body to youth body to adult body to the old age. So even when this will end, this old age will end, and I will die because the body is no longer a functional body, then Deh Antara Prapti bhi then I will be changing this body. That's not the end of my journey. My journey will continue. I'll just change the vehicle. My goal is to go from here to New York. If my car breaks down, I'll probably leave the car, call AAA and say, collect this car, but I need a rental car. Get a rental car and continue my journey. Because I still have the desire to reach New York. That's my goal. My journey is to fulfill my desire to reach New York. If this car does not work, I'll find another car. Which vehicle is not important? Important is for me to reach New York. So what vehicle right now I'm using to fulfill my desires is not important. What is important, whether the vehicle is appropriate to fulfill my desires or not. Once I come to the conclusion this vehicle is not appropriate, I will change the vehicle which in this case is my body. The body is the instrument with which I transact with this world. It's a counter. Everything else that I do internally is not perceptible by others. What I do with my body is perceptible by others, so this is a counter. With this, I I transact with the world. If this transaction counter is no longer functioning, I need to find another to do the same thing what i had been doing now. I'm transacting with this world because I have decided that my happiness lies outside and I have to acquire that happiness from outside. To that I have to transact with the world outside and I need an instrument, a vehicle to do that. Right now this is the vehicle I'm using but as this vehicle becomes feeble and decayed and old I need to start planning for a new vehicle. If my car starts getting old, it goes to garage more than it stays in my garage at home, to the repair garage, start thinking, there's a time to buy a new car. The Bhagavan said that this transition from this body to another will be exactly the same as you have transited from childhood to youth and youth to adulthood, today, adult to old age. But the self in you is immortal, indestructible, imperishable. O bhutani, bharata, o eva, tatra ka pare the beings which you are having relationship with, they are manifested in the middle. But before this manifestation, they are unmanifest. Before their birth, they will be unmanifest after their death. This is not much different than your relationships in your dream. Your dream relatives, when you were dreaming about your sansar in your dream, they were very real while you were dreaming. Your relationships with them were very, very real while you were dreaming. They were unmanifest before you started dreaming. They were manifest in your dream. They were very real. They were unmanifest. When you stop dreaming. The difference is you will not worry about their demise when you wake up. When you wake up from your dream, you are not worried about your dream relationships because you knew that they were temporary. My mind created them. I thought about them. I perceived them. But they are not real. Therefore, whatever happened, good, bad and ugly in my dream is not my concern as a waker. Bhagavan so said the beings which you are having a relationship in your life as a waker, not much different. They were unmanifest before they were born. They manifest now for a temporary period of time. And they unmanifest again. But that which makes your manifestation and their manifestation is real. That entity is all-pervading, almighty, which makes my existence possible, also make your existence possible. And therefore you should not be worried about them. And then he says, enam." Not many people can recognize this. But someone who has realized this, who has woken up from that dream, this dream which I call waking, someone who has woken up from that dream, he sees this as wonderment. And you are so... Overwhelmed by that reason, that experience, that you're awed by it. You, you're basically speechless. We experience that when we go someplace which we have not imagined, some natural phenomenon like Niagara Falls or uh, Victoria Falls in Africa. If you have not seen pictures, you have not imagined, you have just heard about it, when you go there, you're awestruck. And there are no really words you can describe. So, the Victoria Falls, the local people called Moshiothunia, that means a smoke that thunder. They were so awestruck by it that they could not even describe what it is. They thought it's the smoke which is making this noise. They were so afraid they wouldn't go close to it. As close as they can see this smoke rising and thunder. is a so smoke that thunder. It's only when the explorers came, like Dr. Livingston, went and then said, no, it's not smoke, it's the waterfall. And when you really go there, you're wonderstruck, you can't really say anything about what it is. So you say, Someone who has made enough efforts to rise above the limitations and who has woken up from this dream, so we make enough efforts to get out of our dream. Once we wake up, we say there's nothing to even talk about the dream because it was unreal. But this waking world is wonderful. So one who has woken up from this dream, he is wonderstruck because this experience is so awesome. He cannot say anything about it. The words which are used for all my experiences to describe are not capable of describing that. Ascharivat paschati kaschitenam someone. Ascharivat vadati tathayvacho anyaha. But someone else who has the experience he is determined to share with others. I need to describe to others what their experience is all about. Because you guys are all missing out on this wonderful experience. So he will Explain there is something marvelous, wonderful experience. He said, forget about all these experiences you have in your life. Once you experience, there is no other greater joy that you will have, greater happiness in your life. I remember I was about nine, ten years old. There was some kind of a family meeting and all the adults were sitting and talking about it. And this person says that now we have stopped going to movies. We don't go to any concerts, anything. Because we get so much joy in this meditation. There is no joy that can compare. And I was eight, nine years old and I said, I need to find out what is he talking about. Because he could not describe what this joy is about. But he said, all these things which you were thinking about, going to movies, a a lot of fun, you're going to a concert, a lot of fun, going to vacation, nothing comes close to that. It stuck with me. It stayed with me all my life that what he said, and I can still picture that meeting. But someone wants to share that, and he will just say it's so marvelous, that I can tell you how good it is. You just have to experience yourself. You know, how wonderful Niagara Falls is. You, I, I, I can't really tell you. Now there's a videos and all that, but if you're just in words, you just have to go there and experience yourself. Enam anyha shrunothi. Anyha shrunothi, people like us go to these gurus and what this self is all about. And we discuss, we learn Upanishads. We learn Bhagavad Gita. But we are still completely baffled by what it is. So one who has experience to him it's awesome experience. One who tries to explain he says it's nothing but a marvelous experience which I cannot describe in words, but you need to make efforts to experience it. And people like us who are listening to it, we are also in wonderment. I don't know what it is. Everybody is talking about it. upanishad says this. Brahma Sutra says this. My Guru says that. But Srutva Enam Vedanacha eva Kaschat. Having heard this, no one ever knows what it is. All we can say is I do not know. Masters have said this, I have faith in them, that they were not bluffing or lying. Upanishad said that, I have faith in them. It must be a wonderful experience. But what it is, I do not know. Srutva enam vedana chena Kaschit. Nobody knows it. We have seen the words before from Keno Upanishad. One who says, I know it, he does not know it. One who says, I do not know, he gets it. That is something which I cannot cognize by my senses. I cannot say I have experienced through my senses. Something which is beyond my mind and intellect, I cannot say I understood it. Everything I understood through my intellect is something which is objective. I can understand things outside. I can even understand my body because it's an object. But a subject cannot become object in any given case. And therefore, Bhagavan says that nobody can describe it, nobody can understand it, nobody can think about it. Because all the instruments I have for cognition in this world are limited for the world of objects only. With my senses, I can only experience, perceive the object. That senses and sense objects, when they come together, it creates an experience, an understanding of their object. Self is not an object and therefore no amount of thinking will give you the result which you are looking for. Therefore I said, Srutvapiena Vedana cha eva Kaschit. And now Bhagwan concluding in one verse, everything we have discussed in last, about 17 verses, Dehi nityam avadyo ayam, Dehe sarvasya bharata, Tasmat sarvani bhutani, Natvam sochitum arhasi. This indweller in all the bodies is imperishable, is avadhya, indestructible, not vulnerable to any destruction. Indweller in all the bodies, not in my body, your body, but any being that you can think of. The essence which makes that being what that being is, is indestructible the shape and form and color will get destroyed. The world of objects is driven by causes and effects. As causes and effects change, the appearance will continue to change. But the essence which make things what it is will never be destroyed. As we said, the total amount of energy in this universe remains the same, no matter how much you destroy one form of energy, but it will transform to another form of energy. So it says... Tasmat Sarvani Bhutani Natvam Sochitum Marasi. Therefore, there is no point in grieving about any being in this world. No matter what the condition is, what the situation is, you continue doing your duties. In while doing your duties, there will be some collateral damages, there will be some side effects. Everything you do will not always be good for everybody. Something which I do good for my family may affect somebody. When I get more business, somebody else is losing that business. So always there will be downside of any action, but you are not supposed to worry about it. You should be only focused on your duties for the role that which you have taken. So then Bhagwan said, Swadharmam apicha aveksha." Therefore, now that you understand this, it is what is more important is your swadharma. It is not the consequences of your actions. Your swadharma is very important. So, by looking at it from your swadharma's point of view, swadharma abicca aveksya, now vikampitam arhasi. There is no point in wavering, in performing your duties. Just because this will hurt somebody, and therefore I don't want to. He said, no. You do not worry about them. You have no reason to waver from your Swadharma. Arjuna was a Kshatriya. By temperament, not just by training, not just by birth, by temperament he was a Kshatriya. He was a leader. I was watching Washington's documentary on History Channel. The first time in my life I realized that they were true Kshatriyas. Washington, Jefferson, Hamilton, they were true Kshatriyas they saw something is not right, we need to fix it, no matter what the cost would be. So it is the nature of Kshatriya. When he sees something which is not right, if people are hurting, Kshatriya, one who alleviates the harms to others, is a Kshatriya. When he sees the people are suffering, it is my job to fix it. We know from all the descriptions up to that point in Mahabharata, that was the nature of Arjuna. He wanted to make sure no evil in the society continues to pervade, and therefore he says, there is no reason for you to waver from your duties. For Kshatriya, there is nothing better than a righteous war. This is your dharma, and therefore, you should take this opportunity. You will never get this opportunity ever again if you run away from it. For a kshatriya, there cannot be a better opportunity. For an architect, there is no better opportunity when somebody comes and says, Neil, this is the best commission, this is the most important project in this country. You can run away from it at that point. With that, will stop here. Om Sarve bhavantu Sukhina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Maakaschiddukha Bhagbhavai Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Shri Guru Bhyauna